All right. Um, good uh, afternoon, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode one of the Home Health Care Today show. believe it or not, right? And we are so pleased to have on our uh, first episode of the new year, U.S. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell as our guest. We're going to talk about a number of uh, important factors as related to senior care, health, and wellness. So uh, for those of you that are not completely familiar with who U.S. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell is, let me share a few insights. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell represents the 12th District of Michigan in the U.S. House of Representatives. For more than 30 years, Debbie has served one of Michigan's largest employers, General Motors, uh, as a foundation uh, senior executive responsible for public affairs. In the civic space, Debbie is very, very active. Uh, she successfully fought to have women included in federally funded health research and advocated for greater awareness of issues directly related to women's health, including breast cancer and women's heart health. She is a founder and past chair of the National Women's Health Resource Center and the Children's Inn at the National Institutes of Health. Debbie has led a number of efforts and initiatives related to young people and education, stemming from her role as a Wayne State University governor and co-chair of the Children's Leadership Council. Much of Debbie's recent work has been focused on ethical issues and social responsibility that relate to government and business. She co-chaired One United Michigan, which sought to preserve and support programs that ensure equal opportunity in Michigan. Welcome. And Debbie has so many, uh, so many awards. Uh, she was named one of 100 most influential women in Michigan by Crane's Detroit Business. Once again, welcome to our show, Debbie. So great to be with you. Thanks for having me and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, Debbie. And I also want to think back and reflect and uh, thank you for coming out um, in October to our ribbon cutting uh, for our new location in Trenton. It's our goal to uh, create jobs and, and, of course, to provide home health care services to the Downriver region. So thanks for your support in those efforts. Yes, Debbie, we're going to get right into it. Uh, let's start with uh, our first question. Please share more about your passion for and commitment for seniors and senior care in Michigan and nationally. Well, you know, you don't really understand uh, how broken the system is or how challenging or difficult it is until you have somebody that you love. Yes. Uh, that needs help. I'm luckier than 99 and nine-tenths of the people in this country, and I know it every single day. Yes. But when my husband, John, retired and uh, had some immediate health issues, yes. 
As a matter of fact, the doctor said to me he may have finished his life's work and could die this weekend. Wow. It, it, began, it began a journey that so many other people have had to take in this country. Yes. I'm now living it with um, my mother as well. But you, you, you fight with your private insurance and Medicare as to who's responsible to pay for what. And yes. that's just the beginning, um, you know, 90 days and you're done, except nobody gets sick for just 90 days. No, no. And then you respect and want to give everybody the dignity and the independence that they need, but sometimes they need a helping hand. Yes. And how do you find that person to give a helping hand? I was lucky enough because I've worked all my life and my husband had worked all of his life that we could afford to pay someone a decent wage to help out a few hours because it's not covered by either insurance or Medicare. But then how do you find that person? Yes. And it's, um, it was a journey that Absolutely. was scary and it made me personally uh, very dedicated to trying to make sure that we do something about the broken, fragmented, long-term healthcare system in this country. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, Congresswoman, please uh, continue to accept, you know, our extended sympathies in the, in the transition of uh, the great uh, John Dingell. You know, his uh, close to 60 years in office and public service and advancing the um, voices of those who aren't in the best or weren't in the best position to be able to speak for themselves. So he is uh, a champion um, still in, in spirit and in legacy. And, and thank you for all of your years of service um, to assisting so many, so many. Uh, and you made some great points there. Um, as a skilled provider, many of our patients have to have a caregiver that lives in the home to support them. And sometimes the, the spouse or the adult child is also ill. So that turns into a challenge for skilled home healthcare agencies to find those um, caregivers to, to support them. Um, Congresswoman, as we think about your deep roots your and connections and understanding of Michigan and then the 12th district, um, what could Washington, D.C. and the nation better understand to gain by hearing the voices of Michigan's veterans, seniors, women, and the working class? I think that what people need to do is that policymakers unless they've had a personal experience and have had to deal with the broken system, and it is yes. broken, yes. don't understand what it's like for somebody trying to get help. True. And that by people telling their stories, putting the human face on the challenges, yes. the roadblocks, the difficulties, that you help make it real for many yes. people to Absolutely. demand change. And yes, so indeed. that's why it's important for people that know how broken the system is 
and how we need to fight for change to put yes. the human face on it and talk to the policymakers. Absolutely, yes, and it's uh, it's broken what we see it as a business in the industry uh, from the reimbursements to the allocation of medical supplies and sometimes limited limited supplies and limited assets where we have to continue to advocate. So yes, we would definitely encourage listeners as well as viewers of our show to be actively engaged in, in reaching out to, to policymakers and sharing their own, their own experiences. Uh, speaking of legislation, um, Congresswoman, you introduced a bill earlier this year in, in June, and it's called the Better Care, Better Jobs Act, right? It's intended to strengthen this broken system, you know, by helping home care systems in the U.S. expand the benefits for, for workers. Do you mind explaining a little bit more about that bill, how, how it intends to help both patients as well as caregivers? So thank you for that question. Yes, ma'am. We know that right now, nearly 1 million Americans are currently on wait lists for yes. home care. The current system is designed for institutional care. And as people get older, they want to stay in what they think of as home in the communities where they know people. Yes. We know that over half of Americans who are 65 or older will require long-term care at some yes. point. And that nine out of 10 of them prefer the home setting. Yes. And we know that workers have had to choose between so many essentials, between childcare and work, mm -hmm. between keeping their families healthy and paying the bills. Yes. So many of our care workers in both childcare and home care continued in the workforce amidst health wrecks and limited what's really, remember what we were like a year ago? Yes, absolutely. They didn't even have access to PPPE. And the annual income for care workers is still below the poverty line. I had people that I was hiring that were working two or three jobs and were still living below the poverty line. Yes. And yet research shows that the economy could retain 10.7 million jobs by providing support to those family caregivers. Yes. So that's why this matters so much. All other work is possible yep. when those that you love are safe and taken care of. Absolutely. So that's why I, with my good friend uh, in the Senate, Senator Bob Casey, introduced the Better Care, Better Jobs Act to expand home and community-based services so that people, seniors and people with disabilities can get the care they need in the setting of their choice. Absolutely. And at the same time, we can ensure that healthcare workers are getting paid a decent wage. Yes. So quite frankly, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already helping. You're learning about the challenges that our country's long-term care system faces and we need you to raise your voice, call your representatives, and talk to people in the community about the challenges too many face. Absolutely. Very good. Absolutely, Congresswoman. Thank you for that. Thank you for explaining that bill and its potential, potential impact uh, in closing the gap 
for health care for folks who are homebound, as well as uh, assisting those individuals that work tirelessly in our field to provide you know, the care. Not everybody needs full time care. They need somebody right. to help just bathe or, you know, get ready or to make sure some meals are prepared. Yes. So, you know, it's not, we're not even talking 24 hour care in many instances. No, no, we're they not. They need that helping hand. Yes. It, and we it, want it, home community based care services already covered to include that and take care of it. Absolutely. And we find we find when some of our skilled home health aides and CNAs go into homes and they have a flat rate as an agency, we're able to compensate them $30 for that visit. But Congresswoman, they spend hours in the home, you know, from time to time to say, I want to read a book. I want to do a chore. I want to prepare a meal because caregivers become an extended part of the families that they serve. So yes, much needed help and a, and a great bill, and we're going to push uh, for it. Speaking of bills, legislation to the layman mind and the layman ear oftentimes gets confused with bureaucracy. When we say a bill, there's people that tend to think certain things about a bill. How simple should senior access and affordability be for dental care, hearing aids, and hearing exams at the simplest level. <laughs> well, unfortunately right now, Medicare does not co cover them. No. And again, until you, I was at, uh, I went to the doctor with John one day. Yes. And again, we were lucky enough that I could afford the hearing aid and insurance covered some of it. Yes. But the doctor told me about a patient who had just been in who couldn't afford the hearing aid and how many seniors were feeling isolated because they couldn't afford to get the hearing test yes. or to, and I, th that got me, I wasn't even in the Congress yet, but the first thing I did when I got to the Congress was yes. to introduce legislation that would have Medicare cover hearing. And then, you know, so many people don't have dental care. I was meeting with a group of, I, I have become, um, a very strong advocate for seniors, for us to cover dental care for uh, seniors, because here's the reality. And it, it, if you walk into the dentist's office, yep. it, it's a hundred, it's hundreds of dollars. And for most, I've worked into the dentist without it being thousands of dollars so, in the yeah. last few years. And your mouth is the key to the health of your whole body. Yes. I, unfortunately this year, uh, or this past year, um, this week gonna finally, hopefully end this saga, uh, had a dental implant where I kept telling the doctor something was wrong. And every time I had to go to the dentist, I had to pay money and it was making me nuts. Um, nice. But I knew what, but it turned out and he wasn't listening to me that I had developed an infection of my jaw, osteomyelitis. Wow. Yes. And, I have had to have several surgeries this year. I was in the hospital for a couple of days. And when I had the first surgery, the doctor told me, you're lucky you didn't die. Most people who get to where you are die. Yes. And seniors don't go to because they can't afford it. That's right. That's and right. I was meeting with this group of dentists who <clears throat> one of the dentists there said, 
I tell my patients they need to put $30,000 aside wow. just to take care of dental care in their senior years. We yes. need to, people, it, it, it's, it, people need to be able to get the health care that they need in this Absolutely. country. Absolutely, yes. And I just feel very strongly so. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fighting hard to yes. try to get these basic health needs Matt. Absolutely, absolutely, Debbie, and we and we applaud and support those efforts. We know about them firsthand, even when we're thinking about the comorbidities of a health issue or health challenges that a person has. So, if someone does have a disease of the gums, of their oral region, of course, it's going to exacerbate all of their other health challenges and uh, send them on a downward spiral. So yes, um, some great work, great commitment in trying to close those gaps uh, health-wise as well as preserving the dignity, the dignity of our of our seniors. Okay, I mean, last one for you. I know we, uh, you have a, uh, a busy, busy schedule. We're off and, and running and fighting in this new year. Uh, is there anything else you want us to know about? You know, the, um, Hopefully the Build Back Better initiatives are, are gaining uh, more steam there in Washington and, and we're supporting doing the best we can here in Michigan. Is there any other pending legislation or developments beneficial for the people of Michigan? So I'm gonna um, end this with, we have to figure out how we're gonna get many of the provisions that are in the Build Back Better bill done. Um, we got to give people hope. So as we begin the new year, we're focused on how are we going to get that done? Yes. But I would tell people that are listening that if you know senior in your community that's homebound or maybe having a hard time or just needs somebody to listen or a little act of kindness, yes. think about it. Because mm -hmm. they need that connection. They need to feel part of community. Many of them feel isolated. And I, I, my wish for this new year as we start 2022 is that we remember that compassion, empathy, and a little act of kindness can make all the difference in somebody's world. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And then, Congresswoman, thank you for embodying uh, those sentiments um, all throughout um, your career. You've definitely exemplified those. And uh, we are happy to be, you know, in contact with you and your office as you continue to champion onward. And together, we will be able to uh, build back and build better and create some change, positive change in the lives of those who need it the most. Congresswoman, wishing you a very prosperous and fruitful and healthy 2022. And uh, know that American Advantage Home Care is uh, here to continue to support all of your efforts. Thank you so much, Congresswoman. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, thank you. All right, folks. So that uh, wraps up um, season two, episode one of the Home Health Care Today show. Please take the sentiments shared by Congresswoman Debbie Dingle into your uh, daily activities as you embark upon all of the challenges that lie ahead of us here in the great year of 2022. We'll be talking to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.